everybody. Welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast, a Tales from the Crypt review. My name is Melissa, your ghostess with the mostest, and this episode is season four, episode nine, King of the Road. With me today, I have my friend Cindy. Cindy! Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for being on here. I'm going to totally have to turn that down. <laughs> Cindy, thanks for being here today. It's your first time, right? Yes. 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 Um, can you tell me uh, what history you have with Tales from the Crypt, if any? Actually, I don't really have any. I may have watched it as a kid and just don't remember, but I honestly don't. So I'm a first timer for everything, including being on a podcast. All right. And you also said, uh, I think earlier, that you're kind of starting to watch Tales from the Crypt now a little bit. Yes. So, okay. Cool, cool. So we'll get into this episode here. As always, John Kassir does the voice of the Crypt Keeper and Danny Elfman does the theme song. This episode aired August 8th, 1992. It was directed by Tom Holland, who also directed movies like Child's Play. The screenplay is by J. Randall Johnson. It stars Raymond J. Barry from TV's X-Files and TV's Hyperion Bay. It also has a very young Brad Pitt, and he's in all the movies because he's Brad Pitt. <laughs> I thought about what movie to put down, and I was like, you know what? He's Brad Pitt, so you know him. World War Z. Yeah. I mean, you can name, like, so many. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where he met his... No, estranged wife? Are they estranged? I don't, I don't know. know. They got so many babies. <laughs> uh, and also, it stars Michelle Bronson from movies like Blossom Time. I'm going to read here the back of the box to explain what they put for the description for King of the Road. Nothing's fiercer than the human race. A drag racer go-adds a cop into competing by kidnapping the man's daughter. All right. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and get started here. This episode opens up, I was a little surprised because it's the Crypt Keeper, but the Crypt Keeper's talking about theater and not about racing, which is what this episode's all about. Uh, normally, for the most part, the episodes have something to do with the theme. There's only a rare instance where I'm like, I don't know what this has to do with it. But um, yeah, so he's doing a whole bunch of puns about the play, about plays and theater, and he brings in the episode, again, season four, episode nine, King of the Road. So yeah, I'm not sure what it quite has to do with theater, if anything, but it really doesn't matter. We're just happy to see the Crypt Keeper. This episode opens up, it's a drag race. I'll talk about it later. There's some theories I have with it, but then I changed my mind. I don't know. I'd like to think of this episode a little more supernatural, but I don't think it really is. So it starts out, there's two guys racing. One of those is Brad Pitt. He's uh, very young and hunky-hunky. Cindy, <laughs> sure, if you Cindy say doesn't so. think so. If you say so. I'm um, kind of going back, though, to the comment that you made about the Crypt Keeper. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about theater. I think he was kind of alluding to hubris, maybe, a little bit. Because it seems like, and I mean, you'll, we'll kind of figure it out as we go along, that like one of the characters has a lot of hubris in him. And you notice a lot of like Shakespearean characters, a lot of them are True. more prone to like this hubris like aspect. So I think that may have been what the theme, or maybe the allusion to, like, what the theme might have been. Yeah, it might be a little bit, yeah. Sometimes they're, they're real vague. So yeah, so the, there's a car race here. You know, it's just like drag race, and they've got these old cars from, like, the 60s and stuff like that, and everyone's standing around. They all got old cars. Brad Pitt's one of the guys racing, and he's so greasy and bad boy, and I love it. <laughs> the little tongue thing that he has going on. I don't know if he does it in this scene, but he does the I don't little think tongue so. thing. It's so gross Yeah, to me. like four times in this episode, he <laughs> flicks his tongue back and forth. You're like, all right. But his hair's, like, real slicked back, but later it's, like, over his face, and it's kind of cute. Like, oh, come no. on. It's a little cute. He's no, cute. No, it's not. I'm sorry. I just can't agree with you there. <laughs> He's cute. He acts like a punk. And well, I just, he is. I just, He's supposed to be. This is not Grease. You're not a punk. <laughs> Sit your ass They're down. They're doing I'm a sorry. race. It's Grease. 
sit your ass down. You're not tough. I'm sorry. <laughs> so he's racing this other guy, and the guy looks a little bit older in the other car. He's in this red car, and Brad Pitt's in a yellow one. And all these guys are in leather jackets, because you can't race without a leather jacket. And they're going down this drag race, and it, everything's going fine. And then all of a sudden, the red car, I guess, pops a tire, I think is what he does. And he just flips and swirls out in front of Brad Pitt and does this really, it's a really good flip. The car crash is pretty cool. It's like all this flip, 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 flip. And you're like, that guy's dead. He's totally dead. But you can also see the cables that pull the car <laughs> at the end. So that's kind of fun. And Brad Pitt's character is like, woo! And like kissing the skull. skull and he writes the names of whoever he demolishes on the road on his arm in a tattoo. And it's like, that guy's dead. You just, <laughs> you just wooed for his death. Right. Kind of makes me wonder if they actually used a driver in that scene or if they used like a dummy or like a stunt person because like, I assume, like, with the cable and stuff, that's why it's there. I don't like... I don't think there's anyone in the car. I think at that point, they probably just flip the car and just, you're like, yeah, he's gone. Like, you're just going with it. But yeah, so then it cuts to another time. It's like, I mean, you don't really know. Like I said, I, I, I kind of, for a while, I like to think of it being in the past, but I don't think it really is, and I'll get into that later. But it's like the next day or a few days later, and I think they're in, like, Arizona or somewhere, somewhere with tarantulas. And... <laughs> There's a, a red car that also looks like the car from the beginning, but it is not, which is also confusing. This man is working on it, and his daughter, Carrie, comes out, and she's in her, like, skanky... I think it's not skanky, but it's... it's a, She's a waitress at, like, a, um... Like a like a hop... Like a, like where you skate around, almost. Like a car... Like a Sonic. Yeah. Like a Sonic. Like the Sonic of, like, the 50s or 60s or whatever. But where it's, like it's the... not. It's the 90s. Was that, was that his butt crack? <laughs> might have been. Okay, so hang on. Brad Pitt pulls up. I thought I saw it earlier. So she's coming out and she's like, oh my god, I gotta go to work. And he's like, do you have a ride? And she's like, yeah. And she gets in a car with this chick and this other chick who's, who works there and she's taking her. And then behind her is the yellow car with Brad Pitt. And he goes to get out of the car to talk to this guy working on it. Yep. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit of butt crack. Okay, you got a little bit of... So y'all, if you, you're into Brad Pitt's butt crack, you get a, a glimpse of that there. And he comes out and he's wearing, you know, boots and leather. And this guy... What's his name in the actual... I, I'm just going to call him the Iceman. So the Iceman is underneath the car working on it. And there's like a... a the way it shot's kind of cool. It's like through the car hood. And Brad Pitt's hanging over it. And he says he's looking for this guy. See, I was hoping you could help me out. I'm trying to track down this old boy supposed to live around here. Who is that? Well, now, I haven't actually met him yet. It's been kind of hard to track down. Sure is a sweet car. This yours? No, it's my daughter's. Mine's out in the front. <laughs> I'm putting some muscle into this, sweetheart. I like that. Well, I best be hitting the road. I appreciate your time. You still didn't tell me who you're looking for. Oh, well, he's a real smart guy. Real fast guy. <laughs> so they say. What's his name? Iceman. And the guy underneath them is like, who? And then he's like, the Iceman. And he's like, what? And he comes flying out real quick. This is why I think it's somewhat supernatural because Brad Pitt's back in his car and down at the end of the road in like a second. Yeah, that that was a little bit strange to me. Like the second that he got out, like got up and like was there, it was like, oh, Brad Pitt's gone. Okay, cool. Yeah, like, it's like he literally started the car and left in, in the point. Because this guy flies out from under the car when he hears the name Iceman. Like, don't give it away, dude. Like, seriously, you could have acted a little bit more cooler than that <laughs> if you were trying to, like, hide who you are. Because like, that's seriously. definitely what made me think it, even though I'm, I'm not sure it's supposed to be. They really don't explain it. 
And you kind of hope that it is something because it makes it more fun if it's more supernatural, you know? Yeah, definitely. But, but yeah, he pops out in like two seconds, the guy looking for Brad Pitt, and Brad Pitt's not there. And so he goes and stands in the middle of the road. And that's when his car comes flying at him. You find out this guy's a cop now. So he's a cop. He's probably like in his 50s, about 50. And so Brad Pitt's coming at him with the car and he doesn't even flinch. And Brad Pitt goes around him and he's just like standing there with his dad bod. <laughs> he's all like, whatever. And that's when, that's, when Brad, that's when Brad Pitt does the tongue thing as he drives away. He's like, yeah, I'm a snake. And I was like, now that's a cop dad. He doesn't even flinch. That car's coming right at him and he's just like, what? But now this guy knows that this guy's the Iceman, this cop, and we're going to find out what that's all about. So they cut to later at this restaurant or the Sonic or whatever. It's still a bunch of old cars, so it makes me wonder what year it really is. It kind of bounces back and forth. I don't know if it's supposed to be the 90s or people just like old cars in this town. Yeah. So he's at their cut, and the Iceman cop guy is there, and he's um he's kind of creepy with his creepy daughter. with his daughter yeah <laughs> like seriously like she's wearing this really skimpy thing and he's like i think he called her baby he or does, something yeah it's so gross she's it's like, like you want a milkshake and he's like okay baby because like, you don't really get a good look at her in the beginning so then you st- you think it's another woman and then you're like oh wait that's his daughter okay and so brad pitt drives up next to him i don't even care what his name is brad pitt drives up next <laughs> to him and he's in his car smoking and he's like oh look we we ran into each other again i'd love to to share some road with you and have a race Iceman, and he's like, you got the wrong person, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, oh, okay, my bad. But then he's kind of flirting with the daughter after he leaves. Hi. Hi. You have to take off. That happens all the time. Why don't you take it? Got your dad's eye. And he, he's all like looking at the daughter. And he's like, "You have your dad's eyes," and I'm like, <laughs> "That's not creepy at all." Want, do you want to do her dad? Like, what is? It? Like, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I do!" But he's, come on, he's cute right here. Come on, he's kind of cute. Look at his hair. Like, he could grease a bowl of popcorn with that hair. It's so greasy. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give it to you. He he is somewhat attractive. And he's got like a little bit of some stubble there, and his hair's uh-huh. wet, like in his face. But yeah, he's all like, "You got your dad's eyes," and she's like, "Oh, swoon." And so she needs a ride home, and so he gives her a ride home and drives, like, 80 miles an hour. And she's like, that is so sexy. I'm almost going to die. And then parked outside of her house, and by now the hairs fall down into his face. They say goodbye, and they do, like, this gross kind of, like, tongue thing, kiss thing. Which I want to point out, too, like, what are their ages, too? Because it's never, like, it's ambiguous as what their ages are, but I assume the daughter's the teenager, and yeah. Brad Pitt's character's gotta be, what, in his 20s? So it's kind of, like, creepy that he's, like, hitting on someone's yeah. daughter who's, like, a teenager, like... Mm. Yeah, I want to say she's at least probably 17, and then he's probably at least 21, if not, like, 23. I don't know. And apparently all he does for a living is stalk people who, who he wants to drag race and possibly kill yeah. so he can get it tattooed down his arm. So she goes in, she's like, okay, bye. I only known you for like an hour. <laughs> I'm in love. And this is going to totally piss my dad off. I can't wait. <laughs> Even though her and her dad seem to get along pretty well. So I don't know what. Yeah, maybe she's having like a rebellious. I mean, because like most teenagers go through that like rebellious stage. Maybe she's having a little bit of like, oh, maybe I'll date the bad guy or the bad boy. And like my. Like I said, he is cute. 
And he, <laughs> so you're like, and he's got a nice car. How like, can he afford it, though, if all he does is, like, does he get money from, like, racing these people? So that's what like, makes me wonder, is he really just dead from the past? Is this some sort of play on the movie, sometimes they come back, or whatever? So so she leaves to go inside, and so he waits till she leaves, and Brad Pitt gets out with his manila envelope and a little box, and he goes over to the, to the mailbox, and he puts this envelope in, it's got all this information in it about the Iceman. And then he opens up this little box that he's just been hanging on to, and there's a little tarantula in it. Well, it's not really little, but there's a tarantula. And he just sets the tarantula inside the mailbox and shuts the door. And you're like, all right, well, I guess he was trying to send a message. I guess so. And so the next day, Iceman Cop comes out barefoot. Uh, <laughs> bare-chested, <laughs> Bare-chested, too. he's got his shirt open. <laughs> I think that's, like, the first sign that he's having a midlife crisis. <laughs> hey, he's, he's not bad looking for an older dude. He's got the white fur everywhere. Uh-huh. And he comes out. And he's standing there and he opens the mailbox and he, he doesn't look, he just puts his hand in. And when he pulls it out, the tarantula's just precariously dangling on top of his hand. And he's immediately like, ew, and throws it on the ground and steps on it. Which is a little bit, like, overkill. Like, you're gonna just let it go. Like, it <laughs> yeah. didn't bite you, it didn't do anything, it just kind of wanted to be. And the poor thing was in a box. Yeah, like, he doesn't, tarantulas aren't normally that aggressive, unless you're watching, like, Eight-Legged Freaks, which is a spider movie where they are. But he stomps them out and they show it. Like he's, and he's barefoot and he stomps on this thing and it looks like peanut butter shooting out of the tarantula. It's just like, and then you're like, well, I guess that guy's dead. You're, okay. I think we're like in Arizona. You probably could have just let him leave. So he gets the information and in the envelope, it's all about this guy, this racer called the Iceman, which is him. And it was 27 years ago. So it was, and uh, yeah, it was 27 years ago. And somehow they had a car race and he ended up doing involuntary manslaughter on some guy in the other car. And then he got away with it. Whether, I don't know if it's because maybe his dad was a cop and helped him get, because sometimes it kind of runs in the family, do the cop thing. Somehow he got out of it. Yeah, and I think I mentioned to you, too, like, there's a goof on the, like, the articles, if you actually read it, it's about, like, a rapist or something that was caught or something. It wasn't actually about the manslaughter charge or something. It's yeah. kind of funny. If it's you like, really read it, it's not yeah. what it's supposed to be. It's, like, I mean, it's not funny that it's about that, but it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's funny that it's, like, they couldn't have spent the extra money to, like, actually make sure that the print matches what it's supposed to be. It's for, like, two seconds. No yeah. one cares. Some guy died. Some, for some reason, Brad Pitt wants revenge on this. And so he's trying to get the Iceman to, to race him. So now they're back. It's like the next night or so, a couple nights later. I don't know. Brad Pitt's back at the Sonic place or whatever. And Carrie, the daughter, is out there talking to him and kind of flirting and stuff. Brad Pitt leaves after flirting with the daughter. Kind of makes plans with her to get together with her later. And then so he comes across the cop and he starts speeding because he wants the Iceman to catch up with them. So then there's like this kind of fun chase scene. Brad Pitt's doing the tongue thing again. <laughs> And driving really fast in his car, and the cops trying to catch up with him, which is what he wants. And the co- the other cops are like, "Do you want us to help you?" And he's like, "No, I'm gonna get him." Like he's just following Brad Pitt's character in this car race. I guess Brad Pitt's just trying to be like. I think he's just trying to show him his skills and be like, "You know, you missed some of this." Like the cops after him, and they get like in a. He almost gets hit by a semi. The cop does before Brad Pitt peels out. So I think it's just kind of like, "Yeah, you like that? You remember that 27 years ago? That feeling?" pull out your leather jacket we're gonna do this again he loses the Iceman cop and so it's I don't know sometime later it's daytime now and he goes back home and he sees that Brad Pitt's car is outside parked halfway in the yard <laughs> and halfway on the like, driveway like it's very disrespectful this whole scene here I was like I can see how a dad would get mad right like seriously like <laughs> this is bad because he comes there and he's like he didn't even park right 
well, I'm sure the second thought is, well, you know, my daughter might be, is home, like, uh-oh, like, yeah. dude, this is not good, like, mm. So he gets out, and he's like, great. So he goes running inside, he's not even waiting, he's like, I know whose car this is, and he goes running in, like, do I even want to know? And it's what he thinks, uh, they're in the middle, or finishing up, doing, I don't know. She's putting, she's putting her clothes back on, and he's like, that's it, and she's like, that's it, I love him, and then... She comes out and, or he, he comes out from her room where she's put her clothes on. And I love it because right away, Brad Pitt's standing there shirtless with like these really bad tattoos that look like they were just glued on almost. Yeah. Um, and he just comes out and punches him in the nose and just breaks his nose like right there, knocks him down and is picking him up and just busts it out. And I was like, yeah, I kind of could see that. I mean, this guy is being very disrespectful. And the whole time he's just bad mouthing the Iceman cop. Hi, Joe. Daddy, what are you doing? Stay away from him, Kelly. No, what are you in here for? Nothing happened, sir. I just brought her home. That's all. That's all we're gonna get. Get out of my way, Carrie. No! Carrie, he's using you. Come on, Joe. Catch Come on. That's what got into you. Go to your room. Sorry, right, Carrie. I'll go. Billy, wait, I'm coming with you. The hell you walk. Move! Sorry. Right. Billy! Oh, come on, Joe! And Carrie's like, stop it. Don't. I love him. <laughs> and the cop's like, he's just using you. And yeah, so I mean, he... Those tattoos, though, man. Yeah. Like, you see, I mean, like, it's kind of cool that it's a spider tattoo, which, like, alludes, you know, like, what, earlier with the tarantula and stuff, it's like... like oh, like, Billy. The, that's his name. Billy. Billy. I forgot. <laughs> so Brad Pitt's character's name is Billy. He's just sitting there, and he's got the blood all over his face, and it's kind of cool, like... You know, you got that cool thing, like, they're like, yeah, my nose is broken, but I don't care. I'm just letting the blood fall all over my face. Makes you look tough. Yeah, and he's, like, all shirtless still. The cop man name is Joe. I don't care. Joe. (laughs) And so he's basically in Joe's face, like, yeah, I know all about how you got away from those manslaughter charges. And what, if you were to go to jail right now, who would take care of your daughter? He's, like, kind of, like, insinuating, like, I could take care of your daughter. Right. It's kind of going in for the kill. Like, (laughs) if you uh, you can't get to somebody, like, try to taunt them with a family member or his daughter because the mother is not present so yeah, like i would assume mom. like maybe that's like his only daughter and like they're yeah. all each other has so like he's very protective of her and i'm sure like being a cop too like adds another aspect of it you know like wanting to be overly protective of your daughter but at the same time like yeah mm. well and then so he he was handcuffing Billy, and then he decided not to, and he uncuffs him, and Brad Pitt kind of, like, swings around him, and for a second, it looks like he's rubbing his nipple. <laughs> like, he's kind of like, you know you don't want to do that, rub, 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 and then he just walks around, and I'm like... Is that like an alpha male thing? Yeah, I'm like, okay, and then, so he's like, yeah, that's right, he's like, I, I can take care of your daughter, all that stuff, and so he goes to leave, and the daughter's like, I want to be with you, I love you, even though I'm sneaking out of my window, and I'm going to come with you, even though I've known you for, like, a week. Or like a minute. <laughs> and you're covered in blood. That's awesome. And your pants aren't even buttoned yet. That's great. So she trusts him and she goes with him. And he's all, you know, a Joe, the cop dude is all mad. He comes running out. Somehow he finds him. I don't know. That's the other thing. Does he like, trail him? I don't know. Maybe using the driver's license plate, but. I think he, I guess, I guess he trails him. I don't know. Or maybe he gets a phone call. So he goes to this like junkyard of all these old trailers and <laughs> Billy's living half house. Billy's living choice. in a half of a double wide that has a whole <laughs> wall missing. And he's watching TV somehow. And there's just like hubcaps on the wall and a couch. And there's no daughter. The cop guy shows up 
and he's like, what's going on? Where's my daughter? I need her back. And you find out that Billy put her in the trunk. I don't know how long she's been in this trunk, but I'm assuming it's warm outside. How you doing, Billy? Glad you can make it, Joe. You want to race, Billy? You name the place, I'll name the time. All right. Airstrip outside of town. Tomorrow night, midnight. Now, where's my daughter? Who? Oh, your daughter? Well, Joe, I'll tell you something about your daughter. She was starting to get a real bad attitude. Women, huh? Well, it don't matter. Nothing a few chains couldn't handle. It's perfectly back, just like a little spare tire. Whoa! Now let's not lose our cool ice, man. Wouldn't do any of us any good. Oh, Joe, I hate to treat you like this. What do you think? I'm just gonna hand her over to you, inspect you to show up? Can't see it. What are you saying, Billy? I'm saying she's a stake, see? You win, you get her back. And if I lose? I don't have to kill her, woman. He opens the trunk to show him. And she's like ball gagged in there, tied with like these restraints from like a sex shop. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, he even said she's like, she's just like a little spare tire. <laughs> just has her tied up in the back. He's like, I want you to race me. If you lose, then I'm gonna kill your daughter. And if you win, you can have her back. I don't know why. I guess he thinks he's gonna kill him the same way he kills the other people, which means he's probably tampering with their cars. Probably. Because a lot of the times I wouldn't imagine you would the end of a car race is not death. No, usually it's, like, you have a winner and a loser. And the fact that that guy, like, at the beginning, like, flipped over and, like, it looked like his tire or yeah. something went out. Like, I feel yeah, like I it was wonder. messed with because there's no way you would just die. And But then it doesn't make sense if he's trying to get revenge on Joe for killing someone if he's doing the same thing. Yeah. That's why I wonder if he's from the past. I don't know. <laughs> this yeah. one's all over the place. It is a little bit. And you just kind of, like, wonder, what's his motive? Like, he didn't know the cop up until this point. So he just suddenly picked him out. Like, how did he get all this information? Like, there's a lot of stuff that is kind of left in the open that you don't know. He's on one of those old computers from the 90s. It's oh, only got the, the, old co the color green and orange on it. Because <laughs> oh, I remember the information. <laughs> Playing Oregon Trail on it from a floppy disk. <laughs> That's what I used to do. With the old dial-up. Yeah. You have to wait for it to, like, It wasn't even dial-up. It was just, like, <laughs> those old Apple Macintosh things. Yeah. Oh, that was great. So he agrees. He's like, fine. And, of course, they're going to race at midnight. And part of me is like, are they leaving the daughter in the trunk till midnight? Because it's only, like, 4 o'clock. Yeah, because it's Arizona and, like, you know, middle of the desert and it's hot as heck. Why would you leave someone in the trunk if you wanted to leave them alive until at least the race? Like, did he bring her back into his, like, half house that he has? Yeah. We're calling it a half house. It because is that half is house. not. <laughs> that is, it's like, It's half for double wide. It's, like, because sometimes I know, like, with those, they'll, they'll transport them separate and then hook them together when they get. So it's like that. They just separated it, but then the other one went away and he just has the one half. So now Joe goes to see his friend, his junkyard friend, who just lives in a junkyard. <laughs> and, and plays music. And plays guitar. <laughs> and plays guitar, and he's got real bad teeth. And he's just hanging out, and he's super happy to see Joe. Like, I guess he knew him from back in the day, and he's all like, Holy Moses, I don't believe it. Joe, is it really you? It's me, man. 
Eight balls in hell. I knew you'd come back. I knew it. One day, I said, one day, he's going to come riding out of oblivion just like Shane, and that old man, that road is going to burn. <laughs> Mo, I got to know. Is she still there? The car has no wheels either, so it's like... Well, I mean, I guess they put everything on. They had till midnight. <laughs> but he's like, hey, man, junkyard friend, do you still have my car <laughs> after 27 years? And he's like, you know what I do. And he takes you in, takes you in. And this is how I know it's not from the past, really, because this is a black car. It's not, so it's obviously he's, Brad Pitt's just going around taking out people with drag racing. I don't know. And so he goes and shows them the car's still there. There, There's no wheels on him yet, but it has been kept tuned up and it can still run. Isn't he lucky? (laughs) (laughs) That his his junkyard friend does this for him. Yeah, that his junkyard friend who has bad teeth and lives in, (laughs) in a junkyard didn't sell it to have money for food and or dental care. Right. Like, if I had a car like that, because that's a really nice car, I would have sold that thing if I knew, like, I was going to be destitute, like, I wasn't going to have a house or anything. I mean, he also, the Junker's friend seems like he's, like, Joe's, like, his best friend ever that he hasn't seen in forever. Like, he's so excited. It's almost kind of sad. And so, they get the car all ready, and it's time to do the race. And of course, like I said, one can't race without a leather jacket. So Joe shows up with this leather jacket and these really light denim and these boots. And he's got his car all souped up and they're outside of the airport hangar thing. It's like a real long runway like an airplane would take off of, I think. Hashtag midlife crisis. Hashtag dad issues. Like seriously, like, and it's small too. Like it doesn't even fit him all that well. Like it comes up like... It's the old jacket. It's the one, it's the one that he used when he committed manslaughter i don't know get a different jacket if you're gonna (laughs) race again like if you're gonna have a midlife crisis get one that at least fits sorry i I said it i said it (laughs) it doesn't look too bad brad pitt's in the car with carrie and it's kind of like kind of creepy because he's got a hold of her and he's like got the gun to her head and he's like kissing on her and she's like oh my god i can't believe i fell for this and then he pulls up and he lets carrie out he thinks about it for a second but he gives carrie the gun because for some reason you can't have again a car race without a gunshot it's dark out. I guess you want to alert everyone with a gunshot. I think they're pretty far out, but still. Yeah, like, if he wasn't going to... Because he told them, like, don't tell your cop friends, like, yeah. any of that. Like, a gunshot would obviously bring around, like, people, because somebody might hear it. But again, I guess it was too late, because sometimes they'll use the flags for racing and stuff, too. Yeah, so I guess I like, use a it. flag or just, just have her yell go. I don't know. Like, because they were almost... They were also like, we'll flash our high beams or whatever for you to shoot and it's like I still feel there's gonna be a couple of seconds delay with the start off so uh, he thinks about it for a second but Brad Pitt gives Carrie the gun so she can shoot it off immediately she puts it points it to him and she looks like she's gonna pull it like she's cocked it she's like let's do this and her dad's like no don't shoot him and it's like (laughs) okay like you could arrest him right now but I guess because he if he died anyway, no one would find out about this manslaughter. I guess he didn't want his daughter to have that on her conscience, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Like, she would have probably done it, though. I mean, she, it's not like she probably didn't know how to shoot. Her oh, dad, she knew. She looked like she yeah. was willing and ready to do she it. She was like, like, I don't care. If, I don't care if 12 hours ago you were inside me. I'm sorry. That's gross. I might cut that. Anyway, so they go to they go to get in the cars and get to the race. It's a fast race. It's pretty lackluster in a way. I mean, they she shoots the gun off. They go. And then almost immediately, he crashes into a wall. He, he doesn't even stop. They hit, I guess that was the finish line. I don't know what their rules were, really. Yeah, they never really went over the rules, but I felt like this was really, like, anticlimactic. He just crashes his vehicle and, like, okay, it's done. It was a cool crash in the fact of, like, 
Joe pulls over to the side, I guess, I don't know who won, but he pulls over to the side and for some reason Brad Pitt doesn't stop and then there's just this random bulldozer that's facing him and he crashes right into it and the whole car just smashes real good. It's a really good scene, but it's just real quick and lackluster for the whole episode to be building up for this to just be like, and now he's dead. But he's not quite dead. So this is where Joe gets out of his car and he walks over and you get a glimpse of his decent dad butt. <laughs> in a pair of these tight, <laughs> tight jeans. I'm like, you know, all right, yeah, you get a good look. And uh, see right here, decent dad butt. And so Brad Pitt's <laughs> hanging out of the car. He's still got the cigarette in his hand, even though <laughs> yeah. he's all smashed up and bleeding. His head is all bashed in. He's got blood and like around his lips and stuff. And Earlier, like I said, he, he likes to put the tattoo of the name and he had already tattooed Joe's name, well, Garrett on there, which I guess Joe Garrett's his last name. So he was putting Garrett on his arm because he thought he would win because he's very cocky. Yeah, I think that's like a testament again to his hubris. Like he thought, oh yeah, if I tattoo this on, I am for sure going to win. Yeah. It's like... No, dude. Like, that's had, just like, foreshadowing in its finest. Like, that's just setting it up for failure. Yeah. Right then and there. The second you did that. And he already had, like, eight or nine names on his arm anyway. And so, yeah. So, he's half out of it. He's blood everywhere. He's like, I think you win. And then I guess he assumes that Garrett would take him into prison. Because he ends up flicking the lighter and throwing it on the ground. Somehow he knew it was leaking gas. I don't know. Looks like you win, Iceman. He throws it on the ground, and so Officer Garrett runs off. Of course, the car explodes. It's a, it's a pretty crazy experience. Like, it's an inferno. I mean, maybe they had to make up for the lack of gore in this episode with the big explosion of some sort, you know? Like, That's they true. thought that was... Yeah, besides the spider getting killed, there's really nothing. <laughs> uh, well, and some blood on the face and stuff. But at this time, I love it, though, because, like, they did a pretty long race, and by this time, Carrie's just now reaching them running. And she's, like, leaning in her dad, like... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, girl, I know. I hate running. I'm like, I feel that soon. She's just like, hang on a second. Okay, hey, guys. And he's like, okay, it's all over. And she's like, okay. Sorry, Dad, that I, that I let him touch me. I don't know. And so then they walk away. She's still got the gun. Some corny song is on about rolling with the punches. And that's the end of the episode. It's a weird episode. It really is. And I would have thought, like, at the end when they were walking away, I was, like, anticipating, like, Maybe Brad Pitt's character had sent off the articles and information that he found to, like, maybe mess with the dad in the end, but it just kind of abruptly ended with them just walking off and everything else is hunky-dory again. But what I wonder, too, is why that would do anything, because I don't know how he got away with it, but if there were articles, there's a possibility that Joe got acquitted, so he wouldn't be tried for it anyway. It's been That's 27 true. years, so it's like, what? Well, unless he just didn't want his daughter to know, but I don't know... I think the reason he was threatening jail time anyway was because he beat the crap out of him and that would be like brutality but it's like I don't know really what it would do so I mean I like to think of it supernatural I don't think it is I think I mean it'd be fun if it was in a way but I think this was just some young guy going around taking out racers that did bad stuff I don't maybe sure I mean maybe though with Officer Garrett like maybe it would impact his career as an officer though you know because it seemed like when they asked if he need help like when he was chasing Brad Pitt's character and he's like no no I got it like maybe he's a well-respected officer so maybe this would have done something to his career 
I mean, yeah, but I mean, he he had already had twenty seven years at least in the force, probably or true. longer. I mean, he could have retired by now, but maybe he didn't want to. But yeah, I guess reputation. Well, and then your daughter probably had no idea. Right. That you had involuntarily manslaughtered someone in a car race and your name was the Iceman. And yeah, so I mean, it, it's an okay episode. It's, it doesn't feel super Tales from the Crypt for me. No. But I mean, it, it's still, it, it was fun and there was a lot of fun like races and stuff in it. So I mean, if you like cars, it's kind of fun and very young Brad Pitt. So yeah, so that was the end of season four, episode nine, King of the Road. And then we cut back to the Crypt Keeper. More he's Shakespeare. More Shakespeare. Now he's actually got <laughs> Hamlet out, and he's wearing the little Shakespearean collar and laughing and throwing out all the puns. <laughs> Crypt Keeper, you're so punny. And the best Crypt Keeper pun is... As for me, I've got to get back to work. The group has decided to do something classical. We're trying to choose between a Midsummer Night's Scream and Ghoulius Caesar. <laughs> Care to watch from Hackstage? <laughs> but yeah, so that's the end of the episode. Again, like I like your, your theory about the supernatural thing because it makes more sense. I guess, in the grand scheme of things. And, well, and being and Tales the from the Crypt, yeah. there's something, it's either something kind of supernatural, or it's infidelity, or it's greed, or it's some sort of domestic dispute. It's always something like, or it's voodoo. That's yeah. always the other thing they throw into. <laughs> That's the other one. So the fact that this one's just kind of like there. There's a couple other episodes in the series that are like that too, where it's like there's really nothing supernatural, just people letting things get to them. Yeah. And then they end up making a mistake. And it could be that this was just one of those episodes, yeah. but then again, it couldn't, it's possible that there are some other supernatural things behind it, but I felt like there's like a lot of plot holes too in it. I mean, maybe that is just the nature of the beast too, you know? Yeah. But there is some trivia here from IMDb for this episode. Despite the on-screen credit for Two-Fisted Tales comic book, this was not based on any EC comic and is actually an original story. It was originally produced for the unsold anthology series Two-Fisted Tales from 1992. This movie was shot in 92. The Iceman's incident took place 27 years earlier, making that year 1965. That's a trivia about math. (laughs) (laughs) The Iceman's car was a black 1957 Chevrolet or two-door sedan running an automatic transmission. It is missing the front bumper, a popular deletion in the early 1960s to save weight on the car. Uh, Billy's car was a yellow 1969 Chevrolet Chevelle two-door hardtop running a four-speeds transmission for all y'all who like cars. And Carrie's car that was being fixed in the beginning was a red 1965 Ford Mustang with a 289 V8 engine as the fuel pump was seen. The title is based on the 1965 song King of the Road, written and recorded by country singer Roger Miller. Which is interesting going back to the red car too because you notice that at the very beginning, Brad Pitt's character was racing a red car that looked identical to Carrie's car. Yeah, which I think was just coincidence. Mm. Which is kind of, because that's what threw me off in the beginning when I first watched the episode. I was like... Oh, because I thought it was almost the guy in the car, like, in the past. Because the guy that he was racing was an older man that looked kind of like him. And then it was a red car. But then it cuts to this other car being fixed. I mean, at first I was like, supernatural. And then I watched it again and I'm like, nah, I think he just crazy. (laughs) So, so yeah, that's the end of that. Um, Again, that's the end of season four, episode nine, King of the Road. The next episode is season four, episode ten, Maniac at Large. Cindy, thank you very much for being on this episode. Well, thank you for having me. I hope you had a good time. I had a very good time. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you guys out there for downloading and listening to this episode. If you want, you can follow me on Facebook. I also have a Twitter page for the Good Evening Kitties podcast at G-E-K podcast. That's at Geck podcast. 
You can also leave a review on iTunes or on the Facebook page. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Podbay, all kinds of stuff. I don't know. Thanks again for listening. Have a good one. I just had quite a scare. I actually thought my heart was beating.